This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, right, Boren Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Top Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. A little later in the show, we have to get to this. There was a guy last night. I did not watch the Golden Globes, but a big story this morning and reading all the websites. The guy who won Best Actor for the Golden Globes was the dude who played Elvis in the Elvis movie. I thought he was great. And I guess he got up there and gave his acceptance speech seriously, but like in the Elvis voice. What? And everybody's like, is that his real voice or what the hell is going on? So that'd be like Joaquin Phoenix going up there as Johnny Cash. So he basically like went up there and was like, oh man, I just want to thank everybody out there for all your support. Was like, he shaking his leg? Oh man. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh. So I watched a little bit of it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This is the most cringeworthy thing in the world. His name was Austin Butler. So we'll get to that a little bit. But I was just watching that in a break uh, and, and laughing. because Wasn't just, the Golden Globes canceled last year for some lack of diversity or something? I, yes, I believe so. So they brought it back now? I, yeah, I don't know. The, you know how everybody feels the same. I thought you'd be all over Prince Harry. About these award shows. It's just ridiculous. Just so stupid. Yuck. Everybody's sitting there in the red carpet. And they were like, oh, man, it's raining out here in L.A. And there are some serious floods and stuff going on. But, like, it's even worse when, like, the celebrities are like, oh, I can't. I'm the red carpet. I have to wear an umbrella. And, oh, no. And there's people. There's floods and sinkholes and people, like, really dealing with things out These are celebrities. You know, it's tough for a celebrity in a situation like but that. But these a-holes, you know, can't get wet on the red carpet. Well, they got a lot of makeup. Yeah, right. A lot, like, of hair, a lot of hair stuff, kind of like six, yesterday. $60,000 <laughs> uh, dresses and suits and everything else. Harry Winston diamonds. Yeah, all, all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, all right, if uh, the Carlos Correa stuff we talked about early this morning about how he is no longer going to be a New York Met, he does go to the Minnesota Twins. If you want to talk about that, 877-337-6666. I am disappointed this morning. There's no doubt about it. I was more fired up about the Mets when I thought Correa was going to be on the team. And now we're sitting here talking about still needing to fill another hole in the lineup that I don't think they're going to be able to do in this offseason, which is frustrating. But I don't blame Steve Cohen and the Mets for not going that extra mile because clearly something was really, really wrong uh, with that physical. Tom is in Connecticut. He joins us on the fan. What's going on, Tom? Boomer and Geo, oh yeah. Oh yeah, Tommy, what's happening, brother? 
what's going on, fellas? It's it's a very it's a pleasure to be on with you two this morning. It Thank really you. Is. Uh, I am a huge Yankee fan, but I am a New Yorker, so um, I do kind of hope the Mets are coming up to the Yankees and spending, and obviously they are these days. But there's just one thing that just kind of irks me with the whole Steve Cohen and Carlos Correa thing here. Yeah. He can't outbid the Twins for $42 million. Now, they both agreed on the six years. But he couldn't outbid the Twins? He, he could. No, hey, listen, Tom, he, he definitely could. And he just didn't want to. I mean, this is like a guy, it's like Steve Cohen going into an exotic car dealership. And then yeah. saying, all right, here's a Lamborghini. And then he gets the Carfax on the Lamborghini. And the Lamborghini is got all sorts of problems with it, was in an accident, needed a new transmission. And he's like, I can't afford this. But I don't want it. I'm going to spend my money somewhere else. I, I, I totally get this. But leading up to this and everybody on the radio and TV shows, they're all gushing over. This guy's going to spend whatever he and wants. And he will. He's spending. And he will, though, Tom. This is, this is an argument yesterday. Like, this is an argument that I heard yesterday on the radio station. You're the first call today bringing it up. This has nothing to do with Steve Cohen's ability to spend money. Nothing. Now, I know the Yankee fan, you're pretending to be not one of those Met uh, hater Yankee fans, but the Yankee fan is celebrating in this because it feels like, oh, I thought Steve Cohen was just going to buy everybody. I thought he had all the money, and now look at him. He's back again. The Minnesota Twins paid more money than he did. That's not what the case oh, no, is here. No, I, I, think, I think Yankee fans just got to realize, look, you guys just added like 400 years to your front office. All right, just be happy with that. <laughs> you, uh, you got your third baseman, Josh right. Donaldson. We don't really have one, although I'm looking at ESPN right now, and they have the Met uh, depth chart up. Mm -hmm. And they still have Carlos Correa as the third baseman of, of the Mets. Yeah, not very good. I mean, can somebody fix that over there at ESPN? Yeah, seriously. Get that damn thing straightened out. Yeah, I know. I want Escobar in there. Well, yeah. Right. And you'll have Luis Guillorme and everything else. I mean, but the point being is, like, uh, your team, the Yankees, no longer in our, like, financial like stratosphere that we're in now. And you guys are worried about the, the luxury tax. So I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, you you want to be frugal? Be frugal. Our yeah. guy's paying $355 million for his roster this year. Okay, so any Yankee fan who's thinking that Steve Cohen backed out of here in this deal because of money is so dead wrong. The San Francisco Giants, we thought, backed out of the deal because they got cold feet and a long deal and a lot of money. It turns out that they were right to be able to do that. And the Mets did the same thing. And by the way, the Mets, you know had the same overall offer in terms of money that they offered him initially. It's just that the back half of it wasn't guaranteed, and he would have to bet on himself that his leg was going to hold up after six years and that he would get the same amount of money as long as, you know, he was out on the field. And, and the Twins wrote kind of the same type of contract. They just gave him more money, as Scott pointed out. Uh, in the in the first six years of the deal, so that's why he took it. Yeah, I mean, this is just one of those arguments that it's just it's been driving me nuts from the beginning. You want to get on a Met fan for getting excited prematurely about this because the physical wasn't done, or get on a Mets fan and saying, "Hey, you thought you were going to be world beaters, and now you're not because Correa's not there." Fine, but to be like, "Oh, I thought Steve Cohen was the richest owner in baseball, and he was going to buy everybody, and now he backed out. He's not buying this guy." The analogy that I gave, I think, is the perfect one. He can afford. 
the Lamborghini. He can afford the Bentley or the Rolls, Rolls Royce, but he's not going to get the one that needs to get its engine replaced in two years. Yeah, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want that one. Speaking of that, I saw your big-headed friend, Doug Wells, yesterday. Oh, I heard about that. I, yeah. I don't know why you're always trashing the guy. Like, I'm not trashing him. I'm just saying I just saw him yesterday. Doesn't make any sense. Like, a, lot you of know? Guys, a lot of guys around him telling me not to listen to what he says. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that it's great that you went and saw Doug, and I'm sure that it brightened your day. That's yeah, what yeah, I think. He's I, that will, type of guy. I, I will say it does brighten my day. I do laugh. Yeah, right. So I don't know why he's big yeah. head. The guy is just a jerk. You know what I mean? It's just really not nice. Dude. I never said he was a jerk. You right. said he was a jerk. I, I didn't say he was that. a jerk. I just said he has too, a big head. He says this is a jerk, big head, jerk. That's what you right. said. That's what I heard. I didn't say jerk. I never said the word jerk. Guys never came great, out of my mouth. The guys, one of the great guys. Oh, no, here we are. And you're sitting there yeah, trashing them all the I'm time. I'm trashing them. I guess. All I know is that that guy loses more golf balls than anybody I know. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I will go back to my text messages right now. Yes. And I'll go back to the Doug Wells text message. Yeah. Um, I knew goes, he was going to text you. Tell you oh, Boom's going to be talking about my head tomorrow. Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, uh, he's going to try to bust my balls, so cover me. So I knew it. He knew it. I knew it. He knew yeah. it. I think I, I think I did a good job covering him, right? I, I guess so. <laughs> it doesn't make his head any smaller. Uh, all right. Let's go to <laughs> Nick and Beth Page. What's going on, Nick? Hey, what's going on, guys? Nicky, what's happening, brother? Hey. So obviously the Carlos Correa stuff, a little disappointing as a Mets fan, but it's not the end of the world. Um, I mean, whoever thought that Correa was going to come in and be like that, the guy's a great player, don't get me wrong. But unlike previous years with the Wolf and stuff like that, it's not going to be our last guy. Obviously this year it's a little tight on free agents, but I'm not too worried about it. I want to see what Beatty and Alvarez do, but we're going to get guys, whether it's now trade deadline or in the offseason, we're going to get guys. I'm not too, I'm not too concerned. No, we got a hell of a guy. We, have, we got guys this year. I mean, you got Senga, you got uh, Verlander, you got Adovino resigned, Diaz resigned, Nimmo David resigned, Robertson. David Robertson's here. I mean, look, they've spent a lot of money. And like I keep saying, it's $355 million right now. Yeah. This was going to be close to $400 million if Correa would have signed here, which, you know, great. I know it's not my money. It's his money, but I understand what he's doing. He wants to win. And I don't, I don't, this is, this is like, I'm disappointed. I would love to see Carlos here at third base. And I think it would have been smarter for him to come here and play third base. I think he could have lasted longer. But, you know, at the end of the day, he did what he felt was in his own best interest. And I do, like, I think the Twins saw an opportunity here. You know, the Twins don't have guys on that roster that make this kind of money. So they're one of those teams out there that get, can get creative with a contract and attract a guy like Carlos Correa and pay him overall less money if he sees the end of the contract than the Mets would have. And if anything, Steve Cohen showed us two things that I think Mets fans should love. The first being... That he's going to go all in and go over the top for the player if he believes that that player is going to put him over the top. So prior to the physical, he thought Carlos Correa was going to put him over the top, didn't care about the luxury tax, went out there and agreed to give him all that money. So that's a great thing to know for the future. The other thing is that he's not going to spend this money frivolously because he found out that there were some real medical issues there, and he decided to back away and go, even though I can pay for this, I choose not to pay for That's this. That's the business of baseball. That's the other side of baseball telling, you know, the, the owner who basically kind of jumped the gun, which is fine because you got to get involved in the contract negotiation. And the way this whole thing works, it's really weird. 
you have to agree on a contract first, and then comes the physical. Right. Let's go to Jimmy in Staten Island. What's going on, Jimmy? Hey, how are you guys doing today? What's up, Jimmy? Good. What do you got for us? Uh, question. Uh, with the signing of Correa, when the Mets were interested in everything, they said they were going to sign him. Do you think it had anything to do with them trying to stick it to the Yankees because the Yankees are making a big announcement the next day about Judge coming back, being a captain and everything? No, and, I, I, I don't because you know, everything they, we've heard, Jimmy, is how Hal Steinbrenner and Steve Cohen really like one another. And I think that yeah. the timing worked out the way that it did because the San Francisco Giants deal broke down and nobody knew that was going to break down in that way and when it was going to break down. But we heard all these reports going into the year about how Steve Cohn wasn't going to make a run at Aaron Judge because he had too much respect for Hal Steinbrenner. So, no, I don't think he was trying to screw the Yankees with that. I Listen, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan, but I respect what the Mets did this season, offseason and everything. They got a good owner finally. They're going to know what it is to have a good owner finally, which will help them out a lot. But I, I don't see it the way you guys see it, how much better they actually got this year. I mean, they got one of the best pitchers they added to their roster, without a doubt. Verlander's a gamer. Problem is, he's a little bit up there in age, but he's still the guy I'd want to have on the mound rather than Garrett Cole, who we got. You know, I'd much rather have Verlander. And Scherz is another bulldog also when he pitches. But they really didn't get much better offensively because their outfield is still very weak. I mean, third base, you can give that kid, Beatty, a shot and yeah. see how he does. Catch him wise, I understand they got the guy, Alvarez, which, you know, we'll see. You know, you have to give him a chance. I understand that. But then you guys were mentioning about trading for Shoatani. But did the Mets really have enough? In their farm system, the trade for... Well, they may not have to. They may just go out there and sign them in free agency next year. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's going to be a very interesting part of this. If there's another team that's got the resources to be able to pay him, that's got more in their farm system, that's going to be a problem for the Mets. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, the Dodgers want Otani, and Otani's like, oh, it's great. I don't have to move. I'm down here in L.A. anyway. I mean, that would scare me because they probably have more to offer than the Mets have to offer. But, I mean, let's just table that for a second what you said about them you know not getting that much better that was the discussion we had going into you know this this season thinking that Carlos Correa wasn't going to be on the team and then when they got Correa that's when I said oh they're over the top now now I feel like they've done everything and I liked what they did and I thought losing Nimmo would have been a problem obviously not replacing Jacob DeGrom would have been a problem but they were able to do all of that stuff and they didn't lose Diaz either so yeah, they were a 101-win team that had a very disappointing finish, and they got two teams in their division that could be better than them. And I thought that the Carlos Correa move made them the favorites in the division, and, and now that's not the case. So I don't totally disagree with the caller about how much better they got. There's two major X factors. Kodai Senga, who could end up being great. I don't know. And Francisco Alvarez, who is the number one top prospect in baseball, maybe he jumps in and maybe he's that tremendous bat that the Mets needed. But I can't count on those things going into the year. No, but you can count on Diaz. You can count on Nimmo. You can count on McNeil. You can can count on uh, Pete Alonso. All these guys got you 101 wins last year. Yeah, and a very, very disappointing finish. And how and how many of those wins was Jacob DeGrom a part of? Very few. Like five. Yeah, very few. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Boomer and Gio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco with us this morning. He's got Rutgers and Northwestern out in Chicago. He's got, That's a 9 p.m. tip tonight, by the way. Oh, locally. that's a killer. Oh, but Jerry won't be here tomorrow. It's going to be... Right. CeeLo, but uh, but yeah, so it's going to be uh, be a late night there for Jerry Reckler. I hate those kickoff. I hate those tips. You know, it's, it's not fair to the kid. I mean, aren't these kids college kids, Jerry? Sitting around all day. Yes, and Steve Peichel is very serious about their classes, so they will do their work. But yes, it's a long day of nothing today. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You're probably going to go back and nap or something. I right? could use a nap, yes. Yeah, I mean, I that's it's not like you're going to go out there and do everything. Well, how's the, how's the weather in Chicago? Uh, I don't know. It's still dark, but it was 45 when we landed last night, so not terrible. Al wanted me to go see the Bean, whatever that is. Oh, yeah, I've seen the Bean. The Bean's one of the main attractions there in Chicago. It's this big, giant, bean-looking, reflective thing where everybody goes up and takes pictures of themselves because the reflection makes you look distorted, kind of. And it's Like a- apps do? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just like your body kind of looks strange. It's a reflection, and people take It's like a big Instagram thing, you know? Everybody's- and then what do you do? Nothing. You take that right. picture, you post it, you go, hey, I was in Chicago at the Bean. Look how cool go my life some, is. some uh, deep dish pizza. <laughs> no, nah, I'm fat enough. I'm good. Okay. You know, I don't <laughs> like that. Okay. I don't like that stuff. No, like, I do like that pizza. I, not not for me, the deep dish. Lou Malnati's or whatever. They've done an amazing job. Yeah, I do like it, actually. But it's not it's, it's not the, something that's my, not my go-to. Bill Milano is, but. Yeah. I will tell you two things there real quick. Number one. Like last year, Mitch Rosen, the PD here, tremendous. Brought me coffee, muffins, could not be nicer. That's one. That's awesome. Number two. So when I I got to the airport yesterday and I said, you know, I'm a dummy. Why didn't I just do the show in New York and then fly to Chicago at noon? The game's at 9 p.m. To which I wake up this morning and see there's an FAA computer outage. All flights grounded right now. Isn't that amazing? 
I mean, with the airlines these days, nothing is amazing yeah, anymore. Don't worry about it. Our transportation <laughs> secretary's all over, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. What's amazing if is a plane leaves on time. That's what's amazing these days. What a Fair mess. Enough. I'll tell you, two weeks, <laughs> three weeks from now, I'm gonna, it's going to be, be crisscrossing the country. <laughs> I know. That's right. Yeah. All oh, of us. Are you flying be. back and forth to do your commercials? Yeah, but I got to go uh, to wherever the AFC championship game is. Mm. Then I gotta. I don't know if I'm coming back here or going to L.A. Then I have to come back here. Then I have to go to Cincinnati. By the way, Danielle Rua again. Yeah, and then nice. we're going to uh, Arizona. Yep, that's right. Gonna be a long, busy, couple busy, weeks. busy man. Right, but you know, making what? money. The check's clear. You're right. All right, Jerry. What's going on over there in Chicago? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Uh, Carlos Correa to the Twins. That was the big story yesterday afternoon, hours after all these quote-unquote insiders were telling us, don't worry, he's going to the Mets. No, he's not. And also, this one's interesting because the Red Sox have had a really crazy offseason. Um, Trevor Story out four to five months as he needs surgery on his elbow, and I think it's his throwing elbow as well, so he could be out until like June. So they got all sorts of problems up in Boston. All right. Football-wise, we're talking uh, the NFL Wild Card Weekend. And that, of course, involves the Giants and the Vikings Sunday at 440. Here is Julian Love again with Tiki and Tierney. You know the deal with Minnesota. They can score. Whether you like Kirk Cousins or not, he throws to Justin Jefferson, who's one of the best in the game. Here was Love on that star receiver. He's the guy that makes them go. You watched uh, their last week game, not this week against the Bears, but their last week against uh, the Packers. Yeah, uh, he's the guy who gets it going. If you address him, uh, then you got to make the other guys play ball and make the other guys try to beat you. But that's you know number one priority going into this week. And we'll see if they can do that Sunday. As for the Vikings, their head coach is Kevin O'Connell. Uh, he talks about the Giants' offense and it poses problems in a couple of different fronts. How they run the ball and, and, and Daniel being a factor in the run game, uh, they can be a real challenge uh, to defend. And they do a great job, job with the scheme, and, you know, Mike calling it and, and obviously uh, Dave's running the whole show. So it's going to be a challenge for our defense. They've got to show up and the expectation is they'll play well. And do you remember yesterday I played that clip of the reporter saying, you know, well, you're going to play your starters this week. Ha ha ha, Dabes. And we were laughing at the Dabes thing. Yeah, Dabes. So apparently Dove told me later on in that press conference, one of the reporters called him coach, and he stopped her and said, call me Dabes. Get out of here. So that is something that he actually prefers. Call me Dabes? Call me Dabes. That is the first thing I haven't liked about Brian Dayball since he's gotten here. Everything else has been tremendous. Well, I think it's nice and personable. That'd be like you, but but that would be like an intern coming in. Hey, Greg, and you're like, call me Geo. Yeah, I know, but I no, I'd rather I'd say call me Greg. Actually, is probably what I would oh. say. But <laughs> I guess all right, fine. I mean, Dave's it's just strange. Call me, I was surprised. Call me Brian, maybe. Call me Dave's. I'm Dave's. Exactly. All right. Uh, also this weekend, you've got, uh, well, Monday, the Cowboys take on the Bucks. Dak Prescott has called. Daddy, scrap for- the dick. Um- <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing now? <laughs> I don't know if he's going to play it again, Mr. Uh, Happy Fingers. Um, here was Dak. He has thrown a lot of interceptions, as we know. Some have gone for touchdowns, and they played terrible in Washington. He says, no worries, we'll be good. We've got the right guys in this locker room that, that understand that are mature men that understand that nobody 
played their best ball. Simple as that. Uh, and so, um, but to be accountable, I'm starting with myself, be accountable for, for what, what you put out there, what you did. Um, and then from that, um, understanding that's not who we are. And then moving on and knowing what, what we've got ahead of us. And it's one play at a time. The, uh, yes. the intensity, the focus, all that one play at a time, one game at a time. One, yeah, there you go. Now, that play that CBS Sports Network ran uh, on Sunday in Washington, he ran that play two times in a row, almost got picked off the first time, and then did it again, <laughs> and got picked off and taken the other way for a touchdown. I'll tell you this, Boomer, there's no one that likes Dak more than I do. <laughs> Dak more than I do? Because <laughs> yes. you didn't slip yes. up there. Yes, thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what went through my head. <laughs> Shut <Wow>. up. <laughs> <laughs> he has become he's become difficult to defend yeah, no. this year because it's been a struggle. So. It has been, but you know what? Again, you know when you talk about a guy that stands up there and accepts his responsibility, and I love the, the guy, of the franchise, and as a leader, and yep. is calm, cool. Uh, you know, you can't ask for anything better than what he gives you after the game. That's for sure. Couldn't agree with you more. Now go do it on the field. And then one other one, since you played in the 80s, as we hear. Um, the whole blue uniform thing, was that a thing in the NFL with the Cowboys? Yeah. It was. Yes. So, like, even in Cincinnati, that would be talked about. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But they wore white when they came to us because we always wore black at home. So you didn't switch like the Giants made them do or Washington made right, them it's do. It's a big thing for them because they like to wear white. Understood. I All like right, let's... blue jerseys, though, don't you? No, they're very good, but as a fan... And there was this notion that they couldn't win in the blue jerseys, which is why teams would make them wear blue. So what are the Buccaneers doing this week? They're, They're making blue. them wear blue. And by the way, they wore blue down in Washington and they played horribly. But they've also had many games that have been very, very well played in the blue. So okay. that's kind of gone, but All that's right. kind of a funny thing from I the have. 80s. Um, here was, you guys were talking about Sean McVay and his future last hour. Here was McVay yesterday. There's a lot of layers to this. Um, there's a lot of people that it does affect that I don't take lightly and want to be mindful of. And so I'm going to take the next couple of days um, to really be able to kind of reflect. Obviously, a lot of conversations with various people um, that will dictate and determine um, the decision that's best for me, my family, um, the Rams, and a lot of people. And that's kind of where we're at with that. Nice pace to that. He's usually very frantic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, the season's over now, so he's sort of True. like de-stressing and he's getting out of football guy mode and he's thinking about his next step. I don't know. I, what Boomer said this morning makes me think that he is gone. That's it. See you later. Especially if he could make a lot of money in TV. Yeah, maybe he takes a year off and then goes to TV, but there's no doubt that there will be a TV job waiting for him when sure. he wants it. And I'll tell you this, G. I cannot wait to seek out the game he's doing so I can watch that game. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I will say this. If he does, you know, if he does that, you know, some he will be like sought after like Sean Payton is right now. When he wants Which to come I don't back, understand. he'll come back and he'll pick the right team with the right quarterback and you know that's that's the problem. You know, the Rams actually could be a team that goes for the first pick next year. I don't know if they have the first pick next year. Do they even have their draft pick next year? I'm not even sure. Oh, no, you right. meant he'd be sought after as a head coach, not as a broadcaster. You know what? I don't think no, they... he will be sought after as a broadcaster. There's no question about that. I'm sure Prime would love to have him, but they don't because they traded to the Lions with the uh, Matt Stafford deal. That's next year's draft pick. I'm talking about this. Not I think, this no, year. I think it's so, this year. No, but I'm talking about next year. Oh, oh Caleb Williams, what are you talking <laughs> yes. about? Yeah, all right. This year or next year? Is it a new report or is it an old report? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One other one from football. Um, John Harbaugh. So the, the Ravens have not played well down the stretch. They played well defensively, but they haven't had Lamar Jackson. Now they play Cincinnati this weekend. So what is the status of Jackson here was Harbaugh? 
Lamar's been in great spirits. I mean, he's he has been. He's been working super hard. He's out there again today. I mean, I don't watch the workouts uh, with the trainers. It's with the trainers, and and hopefully it's progressing to the point where he can get to practice it sometime soon. I mean, that's that's really what we're all hoping for, for sure. That does not sound like he's playing anytime soon. Yeah, this is a weird one, especially with the contract situation yeah. hanging over this whole thing. I mean, if it comes out that Lamar Jackson didn't get on the field and the contract had something to do with it, that's going to be a huge story. <laughs> he doesn't seem like that type of guy to me. But this has been strange. We all expected him back way before now. And he's, I mean, he's still not out there getting stuff done and they still can't say he's going to start. This is, this is a bad one. And, the, and, the, and if he doesn't play, even if he does play, but at this point, I mean, you expect the Bengals to just roll in this. Well, game. Not, uh, listen, this, this is a, one of these division games. Look, the Bengals didn't play that great against them this past week and they sat six starters. Yeah. But they played I mean, with their third string quarterback. It's different when you know you're going home though, you know? Just a little bit different. I know, but I, I also think that John Harbaugh, you know, he loves to play mind games with everybody and including his team. And man, he's going to love this week of coaching and trying to get his team geared up to take out the favored Bengals. And, you know, he's, they're soft and he'll, he'll use all of the psychological drama that he can. Their lack of scoring is concerning, though. It is, but they get turnovers, that's for sure. They do. Uh, they did give Roquan Smith a five-year deal worth $100 million, so he got out of Chicago because they wouldn't give him that deal. He gets it in Baltimore. NBA tonight, you've got the Knicks taking on the Pacers last night. How about Donovan Mitchell? I know they lost 116-114, but he goes to Utah, and uh, he scores 46 against the Jazz. But again, they lost the game, so I guess what does it matter? Uh, Suns beat the Warriors 125-113, despite the fact that one Steph Curry was back after a few weeks out with injury. I felt like I got stronger as the game went on, which uh, is exciting knowing, you know, body will respond, uh, come on this road trip and be able to continue to build my endurance back to where it was excuse me, before the injury. Yep. I mean, That's like... Not. The NBA regular season is just like a, a, a warm-up show. It's like you guys from 5 to 6. You know, it's just like hey, just a warm-up show, just one hour. You know, just throw it out there, have a good conversation, and that's it. We'll go home. That's what it feels like. I mean, I'm sorry. It does. Just, so the warm-up show is useless. I didn't say it's useless. It's just not. It's just like an hour. You know, you get some topics out there, whatever. You work on some stuff. But really, like the podcast is your big thing. work on some stuff. But you know, the, the, the problem, the problem with the the NBA regular season is Jerry's finding out with his own team. You know, you lose a guy for a month, uh, like Kevin Durant, or the way the Warriors lost Steph Curry for the last few weeks. I mean, that that's the impact. There's potential for injury. You know, that's the sure, thing. Sure, but I mean, it's really just get those guys back and start playing well toward the last two or three weeks of the regular season. That's all that matters. Right. I mean, the NBA's got a big problem with their regular season. Is the point. I mean, and I don't know how to fix it. I, I really don't know. How do we fix the warm-up show? No, I don't, I don't know. I just It was just a joke. And I said sort of like a warm-up thing, and Jerry took that very personally. Yeah, I he, took that personally. You yeah. did. You did. I did. I've always, uh, St. John's beat Butler 77. All I do is talk about how I listen to the warm-up show, give you kudos. Big nothing, supporter. All the time. And the you one time you. that I just make a little bit of a comment, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you're sensitive about it, and now you're mad I can't sit here and just take it. Come on now. Nor would you. Like, you know what they're, they're like Eli Manning. You know when he when he when he ambushed me on the Manning cast. <laughs> oh, knock it off, <laughs> Mister Eli this, Hater. This is what these guys are like. Yeah, like you Eli, sucks. Eli sucks. Them, Eli sucks. Eli sucks. I supported you in 07, but I hated you for ten years after. Oh, they are, They all get mm -hmm. so overly sensitive. It's unreal. We know you, Boomer.
<laughs> okay, Boomer. Uh, Seton Hall beat Georgetown 66-51, and we hear from your coach, Gerard Gallant. The Rangers were down 2-0, 3-2, come back and beat the Wild in a shootout 4-3. We should have had three or four goals in that first period, obviously, and we outplayed them. I liked the way we played the game, and, you know, we come out of the period, we're down 2 nothing. So it was a funny period, but you got to move on and then battle back, and that's what the guys talked about between periods. Shootout goals from Capo, Caco, and Artemi Panarin, and Philip Heedle tied the game uh, in the third period. Devils beat the Hurricanes 5-3, Dawson Mercer with two goals, and the Islanders lost a shootout to the Stars by the score of 2-1. to one. All right, thank you, Jerry. You look like a fat piece of crap. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming to you live from the Bill Ford Dump Studio. Comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseballs and boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. on the fan CBS Sports Network. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but we had that call yesterday from a jockey, a retired jockey who saw a boomer ride a donkey in Ohio 40 years ago for some charity situation. And he called up and he goes, yeah. I mean, Boomer, do you remember that? I think Dave Remington won the race. We had a funny conversation about that. And because he was so engaging, I said, hey, what do you do now that you're a retired jockey? He goes, I'm a professional sports gambler, and I win college basketball bets. I win Major League Baseball bets, and I'm on a 10-in-a-row heater. And he goes, my game tonight is the Ohio Bobcats minus two over Ball State. And we talked to him about six or seven minutes. He was awesome. He convinced us. The whole audience got behind him. And last night was amazing when Ohio covered, and the whole audience had this celebration last night. Now, I don't know if he's going to call today. I don't see him up on the board yet. He'll most likely call. But he's got his Twitter account that we told him to... Change the name and do some, you know, do a little bit better job of his resume. Right, exactly. We've got him over 3,300 followers at this point. It's like Edward B. 5694. It's all these different numbers. <laughs> he's got to change it to Eddie B., the sports jockey, or something like that. So he, I did see on his Twitter account that he is that he's given out winners again. He said he's he's going to bet something tonight, but I'd like him to call us and explain what's going on, and then talk about last night as well. All right. Well, eleven game heater is pretty good. Yeah, eleven game heater for sure. Yes. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike, who's on Long Island. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how you doing, fellas? What's up? Hey, listen, I just wanted to. Uh, we got to get a hold of this guy. We, we got to get him back on the show. I rode with him last night. Up now about five, four and a half, four units. Uh, we we got to get a hold of this guy. I heard four him years. on, decided to ride with him, and we got to get him back on here. Yeah, I, I think that, and not only, see, the thing about giving out the winners or whatever, everybody's going to have their losses. Not everybody's going to be 100%. Not anybody's going to be 90%. But he's so damn entertaining that that's the part of it. People want to hear what he has to say. So hopefully he does call up again. Maybe we'll get his number. Uh, we've hit big on two guys, by the way. Youssef in the beginning of the season, even though we fell back. And now Eddie B. Just yeah. shows you anybody can do it. We right? want to let him go until he dies, you know, until he's done. We should just let him ride and then, you know, 
Let's see how far he could go. I'll ride with him. Yeah, but the problem is we didn't jump on like in the beginning of the uh, ten game winning streak. So like you know <laughs> now, now we're starting yeah. a new streak. We're starting a new streak, right? So now everybody's one for one. But I'm glad that you followed him, and I'm glad that you ended up uh, winning some money last night. Uh, let's go to Michael and Dumont. What's going on, Michael? Yo, Boomer Geo, what's going on? Hey, man? good morning, Michael. What's happening? Uh, not much. Uh, long-time listener. Um, I just wanted uh, to, uh, my uncle uh, passed away on uh, Saturday uh, from uh, Dumont, Gary Winkle. Long-time listener, uh, forever, was a truck driver, listened to you guys, listening to Boomer and Geo. And, um, you know, I just wanted to, uh, you know, give my condolences, you know, to him and to our whole family. But, you know, he was a diehard Jet fan, Alabama fan, Yankee fan. And, you know, he, you know, 67 and we lost him too soon. And, you know, he deserves his uh, flowers and he deserves his flowers on the radio station today for being such a diehard fan to this radio station and also to our uh, New York sports team. So, you know, today's going to be a rough day, but, you know, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to get through it. And uh, Uncle Gary, we all love you. And uh, I just want to do this for him. J-E-T-S. <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, Michael, listen, I know it's going to be uh, very tough for you anytime that you lose someone that you love. It's it's very difficult, but I think what you did there was was awesome, and you, and you got through it. And I'm sure everybody in your family is smiling, and we're so happy uh, that this radio station and this show brought him joy while he was with us for his 67 years. So uh, very, very cool to hear all of that. And that's the stuff that you're going to focus on now today in a tough day because it is too soon at 67. But you're going to think about all those great memories that you had with him to have a smile on your face. You know, the amazing thing is, is that his uncle, right, uh, Gary, right, and uh, you think about all of our listeners that got on board with Eddie Brown last night. Yeah. And Twitter was on fire. I mean, it was on fire last night. It just goes to show you just how deep this radio program and this radio station goes into our communities. Absolutely. Let's go to Frank, who's in Madawan. What's up, Frank? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? All right, good, Frankie, Frank. what's happening, brother? Hey, so on this uh, Carrasco thing, I think that um, if I was Cohen, I'd be really upset at that work. Because I think that the deal that the twins struck with them was was something was something that Epler should have proposed. Epler was, you know, the forty one million dollar differential is is nothing for Cohen. It really what what, what persuaded Carrasco was the the vesting. Option. Correa, 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 Correa. So what what really uh, was the vesting option? Epler was insisting on an annual physical as opposed to the twins who got creative and said, okay, it's based on that batch. So I thought that was perfectly reasonable. At, at most, if he doesn't make the at-bats, you know, he's on the hook for one year, and then he can get out of the contract. What do you fellas think about that? If I'm coming, I'm really, you know, Epler's just in that. In, in well, in listen, there's nothing that Billy Epler is going to do that Steve Cohen's not going to try to figure out. And by the way, I think Scott Boris and Steve Cohen have that relationship now that I don't believe that Scott Boris wouldn't have gone back to Steve Cohen, especially when you're talking about how excited Carlos Correa uh, was when he first found out that he was going to the Mets. I'd be very surprised they broke off the deals, went to the Twins. The Twins had a, a more enticing offer that the Mets didn't have an opportunity to match. That's just speculation on my part, but it's an educated guess. I don't think this was an outsmarting thing. I think the Mets said, we're going to take it to this point because of what the medicals say, and that's as far as we're going to go. This is our guaranteed number. If you want to be a Met, 
This is what we're going to pay you. And, oh, by the way, we're going to give you an opportunity to make more than any of these other teams are going to give you an opportunity to make, especially the Minnesota Twins, if you end up playing. So I think what really happened was that they weren't budging on the guaranteed money. The Twins were giving them more guaranteed money. And Scott Boris is like, listen, you cannot take a deal that's less guaranteed money by this much because that sets an awful precedent for all my other clients and everybody else. Spot on. You're spot on. By the way, so Carlos Correa uh, looks like I think he made th- was $32 million maybe this year, I guess. I'm looking at their spot track uh, contract situation for the Twins. The next closest guy on that team is uh, Byron Buxton at $15 million. Yeah, I mean that you know this is this team could spend the money, extra money, and get their superstar player, if you will, and not have to worry about any sort of other luxury tax. You know, Carlos Correa, unfortunately, is going to be you know it's a, it's a team that is in a division that they consistently do well in, uh, but when they get to the playoffs, what happens? The Yankees smash them, right? Exactly. Like the Yankees are to the Twins, what the Astros are to the Yankees. Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. And so, I think you know, I think that this helps them. I mean, obviously it didn't help them all that much last year, but it helps them from a business standpoint, that's for sure. I right, we I don't want to go to him now. He is on the line. I don't want to go to Eddie yet because I want a little more time with him when we're up against the break, but uh, I'm sure the Twins fans are excited. I don't know how excited Carlos Correa is, but if Major League Baseball started doling out if owners started giving players and general managers uh, giving players contracts that were written like, hey, you get this much guaranteed. Like, like NFL contracts? Like NFL contracts. The yeah. union would be absolutely apoplectic. Right, but what did I tell you uh, when this whole thing started coming down? I told you that there's something here that's on the financial side of baseball that both Scott Boris and uh, Correa have to understand that they're going to have to come off of that those numbers that they initially agreed to with the Giants and the Mets because on the other side of baseball, they're not going to be able to get these contracts insured because it tells me that everybody that looked at this ankle of his or his lower leg is saying that this is a six-year thing and then it's going to have to go in there and re, you know, re, we're going to have to fix it again. And I, to me, that's what really scared off the Giants and the Mets. But the Mets, you know, they made what I felt like is a really fair offer for him. Let's split it in half and we'll pay you the half up front guaranteed, you know, the first six years. And then as we move forward, you can make the same amount of money, but you're going to have to bet on yourself. What the what the twins did here is they just gave him two hundred million over the first six years, as opposed to the one fifty seven five that the Mets were offering, and then they have this vesting option, which ultimately is going to end up paying him less overall than the Mets would have paid him overall. But he's not trusting it. That's yes. why he took that deal in Minnesota. Right. Absolutely. That that's exactly what went on. And I know that everybody wants to make a different type of storyline out of this. And oh, I guess Steve Cohen is in big bed, Steve Cohen or whatever. Yankee fans are saying that. Well, so what? Who cares? I do because it's pissing I mean, the me Yankee off. fans really care like if we say, Hey, you know, don't you know, don't uh, you know, puncture that salary cap over Yes, there. they do. Oh, that gets or them. the luxury tax. That gets them. Oh yeah. You think that Hal. gets them? Oh yeah. Frugal Hal. That well then just say that them. back to them then. That's what I've been doing. All right. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.